You are now listening to season two, episode 21. We're not dealing with no negative shit, period. All right? If you got a group of people that you call your friends and shit and they're not supportive, fuck them hoes. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Anaya Ivy, and welcome back to my podcast. Um, I hope and pray that everyone is doing well. I hope everyone's energy, vibrations, and spirit is lifted. We have been going through a lot in this country um, and just as people for a very, very long time. But I know that without distractions, we have had um, more attention and awareness, which I'm super grateful for and thankful for. But it's sad and unfortunate that, you know, in order for our voices to be heard as black people and as young black people, you know, it took a fucking pandemic to happen for people to slow down, pay attention and actually listen and watch and feel and see what's going on in the black communities. Um, you know, there's no distractions. There's no sports. There's no music. There's no entertainment going on. So it's it's also a very powerful moment for us as people to make sure that our voices are heard, we are seen, we are felt, and we're not going any fucking where. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's been going on. So again, I just hope that everyone's taking care of their mental health. Everyone's taking the time out for themselves. If social media is too much and too bearing, take your time. Like, be patient with yourself. Be kind with yourself. If Twitter's too much, if Instagram's too much, you know, relax, meditate, read a book. Um, I do have videos on my YouTube channel on things you guys can do to change and boost up your mood and aura. You know, I've been coloring and I'm, I'm low-key. I've been looking for a chess game. Chess is a wonderful game. It's a thinking and a mind game. So just find other ways to get your mind off of what's going on because it is emotionally draining watching these videos and reading these articles and signing petitions and protesting. You know, it, it's, it's an ongoing fight that we as people have been going through for over 400 plus years so you know if you want to take your time to yourself do that do that so um i wanted to talk about a few things on today's episode i wanted to talk about you know on my last episode i was very upset i was very emotional so i apologize um just because my emotions were kind of all over the place but on my last episode i talked about you know circulating the black dollar and I don't want to get too deep, but, (laughs) um, you know, black people, we are so powerful. We are so beautiful. We're so, we're so talented in so many ways. And, um, you know, I feel, and this is just my input on it. Um, I feel like white people, I don't want to say white people, but people who are not black have always been intimidated or, don't know how to say, hey, we love your culture. We respect your culture. You know, we appreciate your culture. So, you know, when we were enslaved, they broke us down. They made us hate ourselves. They made us divided, separated. Um, When you even think about the projects, the projects was formed around white people to put us in the area to see what we'll do with one another. They place fast food places, they place liquor stores and drugs and, you know, and then and then it's forced to where you have to figure out what is the best way for you to survive. And I feel like as black people, we've only learned how to survive. And it's so unfortunate and sad when you think about it. But on a previous podcast episode, I talk about beating that system and applying yourself and wanting more. And low key, it does take 
um, representation. It takes leadership to make sure that we are um, working for ourselves and not just being entrepreneurs, but also working for black companies and black businesses. You know, there's a lot of people who speak on, oh, everybody need to work for themselves, work for themselves. If that was the case, where would this country be if we didn't have, you know, people who did have nine to fives or go to school to get an education and have a degree? So, yeah, the the concept sounds cool. It sounds nice and a fairy tale world. But realistically, we need to work with one another. Um, you know, that's including entrepreneurs. If you have someone who has a business and you do, and you're tired of working uh, for a corporation or a company that don't give a fuck about you or your skin tone, why don't you figure out how to work for someone who is black, you know, and, and build that wealth up. And real, in real talk, it, it comes down to basically circulating that black dollar within communities. If you know a woman who has a beauty supply store who is black owned, why don't you shop with them? If you know, like it, it, it comes down to those type of, um, dynamics you know what i'm saying when we look at different cultures as far as like the asian culture i remember living in georgia and i went to a complex you know how you go to like little shopping complex the beauty supply store the chinese food restaurant store the cleaners uh the donut shop is all owned and ran by people that are of asian descent and it's just sad that as black people, we don't know how to stick together. We don't know how to play our position. We don't know how to coexist. We don't know how to work with one another. It's always, well, why you? Why not me? Well, why you're in front? Why I'm not in charge? It's a lot of ego stroking and unrealistic expectations. And if we work together and put our pride to the side and focus on the big goal, which is working for ourselves and circulating the black dollar. Once we get to that point, I feel like we can progress and grow as people and also too when you think about it if if you help a person let's just say hypothetically speaking you have a family member who wants to start selling hair products if the family chimes in to their resources their brain their power their energy towards this one common goal once that is completed we can move on to the next person's goal and I think that a lot of people do not know how to do that. It's a lot of selfishness in the black communities. It's a lot of me, 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 I, 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 fuck you, fuck you, going on a lot. And we're not going to progress and grow as people, especially if we're talking about circulating the black dollar. And um, it's very, very, very important when we look at or think about our culture and where we come from, because we come from royalty. We are the chosen ones. We are powerful. You know, they worked together. You know, this is, this is why the white people, the Europeans had to come to Africa and said, hold on. You have all these black people have their own communities and they're very powerful and they're getting this and they're doing that. They were very intimidated. So, you know. We have to get back into our reason. We have to get back into our why. And we have to get back into supporting one another. You know, sometimes I get very disgusted when I see our own people get on social media and bash a small business that is black owned. Because it's like, have that same energy towards when you are purchasing from Kylie Jenner or Kim Kardashian. Have that same energy when you are purchasing from a big corporation company that come from money and wealth because they are privileged and white. We don't have nothing set up for us. We have to create our funds. We have to figure out our resources. So be a little bit more compassionate when you decide to spend your hard-earned money towards a black business that may have not had the proper education. They may not have the resources. They may not have the money, but they have faith. 
and they believed into their vision and in their product and their goals. A lot of um, Americans or just people in general purchase things because of packaging, aesthetics, or the name is well known. You know what I'm saying? We have to learn how to stick with the brand and watch it grow and watch it elevate and see what it does. You know, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talk about, oh, well, it's not black owned anymore. It's only black found. Well, when you're in business, you're you're not in business just to be local, right? So it's just like, I heard you, sis. But at the same time, if my goal is to have my brand, my company, my image to be blasted and be in the masses, low key, sad to say, you are probably going to have to either figure out another way to get your products in stores that are major, like Target. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like we shop at these places, people. So it's like you don't want to just limit yourself to just being the Black-owned business that only has a website and not sold in person or not sold in stores or it's not accessible to everybody to see. And it's sad when we go into certain stores and we do see Black products, but of course they have been bought out just to be in those stores. So we also have to keep that in mind. So... You know, it's very, very important for us to be kind to one another, uplift one another, support one another, uh, be patient. Like I saw a girl tweet that she ordered from Kylie Jenner and it took almost two months for her to get her product. Low key, I had bought from uh, KKW Cosmetics back in May just because I wanted to see her packaging. You know, I wanted to see what the hype was about. I've never got any of her makeup products before and I'm launching my own cosmetic line and it literally took me four weeks to get it. I'm not even capping. Now, if this was a black brand and if I wanted to be ignorant, I would have been all on social media bitching and complaining. So I feel like our expectations towards one another needs to be reciprocated towards everybody. You know what I'm saying? Even down to black people purchasing from black businesses and always asking for a discount or a hookup. And it's just like, you don't go into the Louis Vuitton store or the Prada store or the Dior store asking, can you get the hookup? Can you get the homegirl hookup? Can you get the family discount? Can you get a discount? What's the sale for today? Don't nobody do that when they go and shop with these European white people. So keep that same energy when you are supporting your kings and queens who have businesses, who have sacrifices, prayed, manifested over their brands and business so they can do something with themselves and also have a legacy and a line of money flowing for their family or communities. Also take that in consideration. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard nobody ask Gucci for a discount when they went and purchased $2,000 bags or whatever the case may be. So also to also respect black owned businesses prices. You know, I've had people bash me um, over the years about my prices or, oh, I could just go here and get it. Well, then why don't you do that then? You know what I'm saying? But then you also miss the whole point of keeping that black dollar circulated within our own people and our community. So if you want to be ignorant and small minded, then go ahead, go shop with the next person. That is not you that don't look like you, that don't have the same values and morals when it comes to your culture, your race, your background, your history. Go ahead. You know, I've seen people do this online and it's very disgusting and disrespectful. So I encourage all of you guys for the month of June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May to support and purchase with your brothers and sisters. If there's a woman who's who's selling natural hair products, just buy a product. See how you like it. If you like it, give her positive feedback. If you don't, it's all right. 
I, I encourage us to do this because we glorify, we, we, we walk around. We're like a, a marketing, uh, 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 how do I say this? We're like a walking market for these other races to, they profit off of our culture, our image, our likeness. And, and I wanted to go into detail as to why I'm starting my cosmetic line. I will be releasing on June 19th, which is a very historical and powerful day for us black people. And the reason I created my cosmetic line is because as an influencer who's been on YouTube for five plus years, um, you know, you get on there because, of course, you want to inspire people. You want to work with different brands. But then you realize these brands don't give a fuck about us. I remember being so hyped just to get posted on their page. And it's just like I want to be more than just an Instagram post. You know, there's more women who 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 can relate to me, but also don't look like me. And the representation in these well-known makeup beauty brands are really not broadcasted to us. They don't cater to us like that. We're not um, shown on their social media platforms like that. And if we are, it's very rare. And um, it came to a point like over six months ago when I started doing my Girl Boss Talk tour and I wanted to reach out to companies that I was under their PR. You know, if you're sending me products every month to broadcast on my platform, a.k.a. use my image and likeness to bring you sales, um, scratch my back, I scratch yours. So I reached out to a couple of brands. I'm not naming any names. Some people read it. Some people didn't even respond. Some people gave me a bullshit um budget to work with $50. <laughs> they gave me the Virgil uh, $50 uh, little situation. And I was really turned off. I was turned off. I remember being upset. I remember being sad because all I wanted was just samples and products to give to the girls who came to my tour who purchased VIP tickets. And I reached out to brands that I personally liked and respected. And I lost respect after me doing that tour. You know, um, there's not many girls who have a platform who will use their own money, their own time, their own energy resources and people to do something just to meet their followers, to talk to the girls that support them, support their brand. So it was very important for me to attach brands to that. Um, a few brands that did support me in my movement was Absolute New York. Um, they supported my New York City location and they gave the girls rose water spray. And I actually like that product and I like that brand. So, you know, they, they were part of the tour. Um, Soapy Faith, which is a black owned uh, company based out in Los Angeles, which they cater to um, skin. If you have sensitive skin, their soaps are really, really soapy. You guys have seen me post it and talk about it on my platform. Um, they have sponsored and, and gave um, some products. I'm trying to think who else. It's a couple of brands that I'm missing out on, but the point is me being a woman and a woman of color and being black, it, it was kind of a slap in my face from the beauty community because all I was asking was for a hundred or just a samples and oh, Black Radiance. Black Radiance also gave me full size products. And I remember going on Instagram live crying because it's just sad how these beauty brands, they take from us. They use our image, our likeness. If you have followers, they just want to send you products to post to get the money. And it was just like, this is disrespectful to me. Because now that I want to do something and I want to do something for my girls who support me and follow me, I can't even have you offer me sample products. This is fucking crazy. And it really pissed me off. And it lit a fire up under my ass and said, you know what, Anaya? 
There's girls who like the way you do your makeup. There's the girls the way they like how, you know, you, you do your lipsticks or whatever. Why don't you have your own shit, sis? And I will say, for the last few months, I have manifested this this collection. I was very scared. I was very fearful. I wasn't sure how people would react to it. Um, I'm already selling hair extensions, but I also wanted to branch and break into beauty. I started off with the lashes. So it is something that turned into anger. You know, being angry or being upset or feeling like not included. And I didn't like that feeling. And again, these brands have no problem using our likeness, our image. And I want to own and use and have my own image and my likeness and have it towards my community and my brand and not yours because you don't respect me or my community or my people. So fuck you. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that door closed on me so I can create my own key and my own door. So I'm super blessed and thankful to be having my cosmetic line open up um, June 19th on shopnayavisa.com. I'm so excited. I will be doing many videos so you guys can properly see how to apply and wear my products. Um, but it took a lot. It took a lot. And sometimes being angry and upset, you get to sit down and say, okay, this is a problem. How can I get, how can I solve this problem? You know what I'm saying? Because in the future, I want to do more tours. You know, I want to do more events. I want to be able to, if someone reaches out to me and say, hey, Anaya, I'm doing this. Can you sponsor? Or, you know, I have 50, 100 girls. I want to be able to be that brand or company that a young black woman who is doing something positive, I can attach myself to. And that's important to me. Um, so it's, it's very important to have that black dollar circulating within us. Um, and that's the reason why I created my cosmetic line. Um, uh, and I've also manifested this in private. I've never spoke about it with anyone. Um, and I talk about manifesting in private and protecting your vision and what you want in your dreams. This is something I've been thinking about for a very, very long time. And I have manifested and wrote down my ideas and my vision and stuck to it. And, you know, when manifesting, you guys have to remain positive and you have to trust the divine timing. I've been wanting to do this for years, but it's crazy how 2020 has opened my eyes to so many things. And I felt like this year was perfect for it. And with everything going on, it's like, wow, this really was the perfect time for all of this. So I hope you guys cash out just like you cash out with these white companies and these white celebrities. <laughs> I hope and see all of my beautiful black women in all shades, light, medium, cocoa, chocolates, um, mocha chocolate. I hope to see all of you beautiful women and my highlighters, which are named after goddesses, my lip, my lip mixers, which are perfect for ombre's effect. Um, my lip liners, my dip brows. I love a good brow. So I'm, I'm just excited to see the representation and I'm excited to have you girls posted on my business page and, um, just see what we create and what we can support with one another. And, uh, yeah, I love you guys. Okay, ladies, so as you guys know, this is the Girl Talk portion of this podcast. If you would like to have your Girl Talk featured on my podcast, you guys can send me an email, go to my Instagram, The Annihilator, and click the email button and subject it, Girl Talk. Please include your age and keep it anonymous. And um, yeah, this is a judge-free zone. If you want Savage Anaya advice, you can ask for Savage Anaya. If you want me to keep it real, 
whatever the case, um, just make sure you have that in the email. So, okay, so this one says, hey, Anaya, I'm, I would really like to start off by saying thank you for being real and not being afraid to be you. You are a powerful woman. Discovering you has truly helped me tremendously. You are a gem. God sent. Love you. Oh, thank you. So she says, okay, now for the girl talk. I have been working as a host at this restaurant since March of 2019, and honey, the discrimination is real. I take pride in my work ethic because, girl, I work my ass off. Not to mention that I am the only black host. Whenever a black person walks in the door to get seated, either the board runner skips over to the server that doesn't prefer a black person to be seated in their section, or the server next in rotation will whisper, skip me to the host stand. This type of behavior is normal at the place. And I just really, hold on. And I just really want to get away. There was one case where a black mom and her adorable son walked in and I seated them in an open section. The server in that section walked up to the stand and said, I'm not taking them. So they asked another server to take them and everyone continued to say no. I had gotten the guest drinks as well as chips and salsa just to hold them before the service decided who take the guest. Ten minutes had passed by and the guest still hadn't been greeted. I was hurt. There was even a day when a black person came in being rude and one of the hostess murmured, no one wants to serve black people because how all y'all are bitch i would have slapped somebody hold on, let me finish i was like how the fuck are we what does that mean before the pandemic i was searching for a new job but didn't want to leave until i i was in the door somewhere else as you should um she says that felt like the smart route to take now that i have been gone for so long i'm thinking fuck that job <laughs> i know i cannot escape from racism but whoo all of this was very overwhelming for me and I'm no longer happy there. Yes, I need income, but I also deserve sanity. I have been receiving unemployment, so I'm very thankful for that. But I also know not to depend on it. So my question is, should I say fuck it and leave? Thanks, Anaya. Um, one thing I will say, if you decide to leave, you definitely are going to have to voice your opinion and share your thoughts with your coworkers, your boss and whoever. And I would also reach out to HR um, about this issue because for for servers who work and do not want to serve black people because of whatever reason that needs to be reported so I don't want you to quit your job and not voice your opinion as someone who have experienced and seen this firsthand when working at that job um, if you want you can also contact the corporate company of that place again I just feel like if you got and, and not just for this woman but if you are working in a work area and you are seeing this behavior you have to speak up you have to speak up not just to your co-workers but you have to go to the the head person in charge because that is unacceptable you should not be working somewhere where you feel uncomfortable and people are telling you oh don't sit them with me bitch money is green period the fuck are you talking about so again, if you are working in a job and you are experiencing this, definitely, definitely report it because this is this is not 
acceptable at all. And for you to be black and them for you for them to fucking feel comfortable saying this shit to you? Oh hell no, sis. You better exercise that throat chakra and speak your mind and let them know. Especially if you are going to quit, you definitely want to let them know. If it if it takes you taking the day out to make some phone calls and send some emails, do that because a lot of us do not voice our opinions when we see injustice in the workplace, whether that be from colorism, racism, or just being a woman. Speak up. Don't don't just quit this job and say, oh, okay, well, fuck them. No, 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 no. <laughs> Speak up because somebody needs to say something. A lot of this shit doesn't get resolved because nobody says anything. Instead, everybody just says, fuck it, I'm done, fuck them. No, don't just say fuck them, but make a change. Make your voice be known and heard in this company, regardless if you're just a little host at this restaurant. It doesn't matter. Your voice, your opinion does matter because there may be someone else who is working in this company or that restaurant and they won't have to experience that. So you want to break the cycle, speak up and say something because this is fucked up. Okay, so this next email says, hey, Naya, I need your honesty in my life right now. I'm 25 and I have two boys, six and seven. Their dad isn't in their life at all. I've casually dated in the past, but nothing too serious to where they would ever come home and meet my children. My current boyfriend and I have dated for a little over a year and we are now living together. My boyfriend is 30. He works in law enforcement. Um, so he, he is gone from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. most weekdays. Due to, I'm getting tongue tied. Due to the pandemic, he's been paying all the bills since March. And he's expressed to me how sometimes it can be a lot, but he understands the situation at hand. I want to feel like he understands, but I keep feeling like if I don't work or get my unemployment soon to help out, he's going to get overwhelmed and not going to want to do this anymore. With his long work hours and his communication style, we barely talk. I thought I would feel butterflies by this stage. I don't want all um, I don't know if I'm annoyed at the lack of attention I've been getting. Um, the long work hours or am I just not feeling productive because we've been we because I've always been independent. I also found a text to another female from his past in his phone recently. Not okay to violate his space, I know, but my insecurities played a part. I waited till the next day to calmly address it and told and he told me it wasn't anything serious, but he also told me he wasn't going to apologize because he doesn't feel he has to. What? Even after I told him I just thought I'd get an apology because of how it made me feel, I didn't ex I didn't appreciate how he was talking to her. I I was asking him if that's the foundation of our relationship is built upon so I can casually talk to guys. At this point our sex lives are off 3 weeks out, but I tried to considerate his health situation, but we've gotten it cracking four to five times a week before. I'm just confused. Is this an ego thing? Is this a phase? Or I'm blinded by potential of our relationship? Woo. Okay, well, one thing I will say, the pandemic and COVID-19 has definitely challenged a lot of people who live together in their relationships. Um, you also have to keep in consideration that he is taking care of you and two kids that is not his. So that can be a lot. And you're not working. He's taking care of two kids that's not his and you. And so he's basically holding down the household. So he is dedicated to you and y'all's relationship. But also, too, as a woman and what's going on, you have to play your part as well. So that can also be a lot to handle just because those are not his kids. 
Um, and I just feel like, what is, what are you contributing into this relationship financially to be a team with him? You know what I'm saying? As a man, he can also feel like, damn, I'm doing everything, you know, da, 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 da. So he may want to escape his reality by texting another woman, which isn't the correct way to do. So what I would do is figure out what can you do? Like, like low key, if you haven't got your unemployment check or whatever, figure out ways you can make money and contribute to the bills to where, you know, you guys are talking and flowing because most relationship problems usually are based on finances. So the spark and the love may not be there because of everything that's going on. Um, you know, just just try to take this time to figure out what is some ways you can make extra money to support your family, yourself and your kids. Um, just because that is your responsibility. You guys are not married. Um, you're not legally tied to one another. And, you know, not to say it to, to bring fear or to say it, but just to bring awareness. Um, he can leave whenever he wants. So you want to make sure financially you are stable and that your kids are well taken care of with or without this man. So that is my advice to you. I don't know if it's an ego thing. I definitely do feel it's a phase because of what everything is going on. But you you always want to make sure that you have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C to where you're not depending on a man for financial support, especially when you have children and he's not the father. So I think that you know, you doing your part and figuring out or just finding ways to make life a little easy would be helpful. Um, and also to just asking him and communicating and just saying, hey, where are we? And you and you've already said that you've done that. So, you know, and just tell him how you feel like I feel like it was disrespectful that you didn't want to apologize to me. Da, 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 da. We live together. We're in a relationship. Like, who does that? If you want to outlet, if you want to talk to somebody, express that to me. You know, communication is very, very important, especially when things are rocky or, you know, you feel like you want to escape. You have to communicate how you feel. And I think that a lot of people in relationships don't know how to do that. So you may hurt your partner's feelings, but it's necessary so you know what's going on. So, yeah, that's pretty much my advice to you. Okay, so this is the last Girl Talk um, email. So this one says, hey, Anaya, thank you for being you. And you are a spiritual goddess and bless your heart. Thanks, babes. So she says, here's my dilemma. I'm 21 years old and I have a one and a half month son. Although I don't need to be thinking about a guy that isn't my main focus. From time to time, I can't help think about this guy I like. We first met in high school and he was super into me, but I wasn't into him at the time. Our paths crossed again and we saw each other at the beach and I couldn't keep my eyes off. He couldn't keep his eyes off me. We started talking again. He asked me to be his girlfriend, but he had an ex-girlfriend drama that I didn't want to be in. So we stopped talking again. Eventually, we started talking again. He got rid of her ass and just been by himself. So I told him because niggas be lying. Um, it's been a couple of hold on. It's been a couple times we linked up and sat in the car and talked. Some other nights we linked up. We had sex. By the way, it was bomb as fuck. He would always talk about being together, though. He's an Aquarius and I'm a Gemini. He is really sweet and thoughtful, but he has been super busy we talk maybe one or three times a week he don't really have a phone call conversation because he is the one of those people who gets really shy and awkward on the phone 
literally just will be on the phone and he would listen to me yap all day long. So we would text majority of the time. Um, when we were in person, we talk normally though. He would always want me to come see him, but he can never find a good time to do so. He constantly works double shifts for work because he's saving up for a car. One morning he called me um, at 5, 6 a.m. asking if I could see him and I was so tired. He told me to go back to sleep and get rest. Then he gets off so late knowing I have a son, so he doesn't even bother asking me to come after work. And I am really confused on if he is being a fuck nigga or not. I literally got my feelings wrapped up into this man and I have no clue what to do. I don't know if he's really into, isn't, but I don't know if he really isn't into me or he's just busy with priorities in life. Help. Um, girl, just have fun. Like, <laughs> you know, like don't think too much. If a nigga want to hit you up, you know, you, you have to regulate your schedule around him because you're a mother now. So you pick and choose when you feel like you want to deal with him, not allowing this man to dictate and when he wants to deal with you. So the ball is always in your court, ladies. So my advice to you is you dictate when you want to see him and have some options and have fun. If you are not with your baby's father and you're doing your own thing, you're trying to balance out having a personal life and being a mother, you know, have fun and do you. Anything that is going to cause you to overstress or think or worry or whatever like it's not necessary you're young you're a young mother you need to focus on your child your child and focus on your love life when it's convenient for you to focus on and that's my advice to you if this guy is playing games or he's too busy or he's too this and he doesn't do that you have to demand what it is that you want if you like to talk on the phone and you, he's giving you the excuse because that's what it is that he doesn't like to talk on the phone then he then then you don't need to talk to him because if you like to talk on the phone and you like to have open conversation and communicate and express yourself and, you know, build that friendship, why is he having your body? Why are you having sex with him? If all he wants to do is just text you, girl, bye. Um, my advice to you is really pick and choose what you want out of this. If it's not, if you're not receiving it, that's your answer, period. Um, again, have some options and have fun. That's my advice to you. You're 21. Uh, you have a whole life to live. Your dating life is not on hold because you have children. Um, and yeah, if, if the guy that you like isn't coming and doing what you would expect or like in a partner or a relationship or even just a fuck buddy, kick his ass to the curb. That's it. We need to stop settling as women and taking what's given to us and then working with just that. Hell no. Um, let him know, hey, I like to talk on the phone and you like to text. I don't really think this is going to work or whatever. Like you have to be vocal. A lot of women tend to not say anything and go with the flow and still be disappointed. Speak up, voice your opinion on what it is that you like and what you would like to receive from a man that you are intimate with. So if you, if you're not saying anything, then nothing can be resolved or fixed. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. As always, thank you guys so much for the love and support. Um, thank you for reviewing my podcast. Thank you for telling your family and friends via social media about my podcast. Um, I definitely do see the recommendations on Twitter. I definitely do appreciate it. 
Um, and, um, yeah, if you guys have any podcast topics that you would like for me to discuss, you guys can tweet me or send me an email and, um, I can kind of see what I could do. So anyways, I love you guys and I'll see you guys on my next episode.